Have you ever wondered whether or not you're on the right path in life? Have you ever wondered if there's a way for you to know? (laughs) Well, that's what we're going to talk about here in episode number 688 of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the Welcome back, my friends. I have been reading a book that was recommended to me from a dear friend of mine. And I'm not going to mention the name of the friend because the book I have since discovered is quite controversial. It's a book that was written, I think, and it was published originally in 1967, 1968, something like that. The book is titled The Teachings of Don Juan, A Yaqui Way of Knowledge, and it was written by an author named Carlos Castaneda. Now, this book was originally published by the University of California Press in actually 1968 as a work of anthropology which, by the way, is a study of humanity concerned with things like human behavior, cultures, societies, both present and past. So the idea was that Castaneda, the author of this book, was studying for his master's thesis, and this book happens to be what he submitted. Now, it purports to document the events that took place during an apprenticeship that Castaneda had with an Indian shaman medicine man, a man he called Don Juan Mattis from Sonora, Mexico, where he was under his tutelage from 1960 to 1965. However, if you were to look up Carlos Castaneda on Wikipedia, you would see that there seems to be quite a bit of a debate and some, well, at least the author of his particular page on Wikipedia seems to make an argument that maybe the story is made up. Maybe it's all allegory. Maybe Don Juan never really existed. Maybe he borrowed his teachings from a lot of other sources. Whatever the case may be, this podcast episode, what I'm about ready to share with you, is not a recommendation that you go read this book, The Teachings of Don Juan. I'm personally reading the book. I am thoroughly enjoying the book. Whether the events took place as they're described whether Don Juan was a real person or if it just so happens that Carlos read a lot of other source material and wrote an allegorical dialogue of teachings from ancient Toltec civilizations of Central America, South America. Well, that that doesn't matter to me personally. What matters to me and what I'm enjoying about this book is the dialogue between Castaneda and Don Juan 
I find are incredibly empowering. And I've had to deal with this in a number of books over the years. I'll never forget the first time I was introduced to the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And there were so many people from my cultural background that says, oh, stay away from that because of this and this and that and this. So I read it, and at the time, it pretty much, there was a lot of stuff in there that seemed a little out there for me. A couple of things rubbed me the wrong way based upon my conditioned belief systems at the time and and all this other stuff. And I got to tell you, it was a challenge. But here's what happened with Think and Grow Rich. What I knew is that I had at least 100 people or more, and that's no exaggeration, who are ultra successful in every area of life, relationally, financially, physically, mentally, all these different areas, who have said that one of the most influential books in their success beyond the Bible would be the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And there's usually a handful of two or three or four other books as well. But bar none, I don't think anybody has ever credited their success to a book more than either the Bible and or Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. When I thought about that, I'm like, okay, these people are reading this book, and some of them have very similar belief systems to me, and I know that some of this probably seemed a little contradictory to their worldview at the time, but yet they recommended somehow not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. The idea of there might be some things in here that are said that may not be in alignment with your belief systems. But that doesn't take away the fact that there are very real truths, universal principles that work 100% of the time. And I'm so thankful that my reading of Think and Grow Rich so many years ago was something that I did because... I will tell you, I credit a great deal of success that I've had breaking free from so many limiting beliefs and and learning how to make my dreams become a reality. I attribute my success to a number of different things in my life, the support of my wife, my connection to God and my creator and his guidance and providence, but also to the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I will tell you that I had a struggle with a lot of things that he said and how he said certain things, but I didn't have a struggle with some of the things that he simply said and stated as truths, and I was able to use those and say, hmm, let me take what I'm reading here, this bold statement, and let me evaluate all of my years of experience and see if I use this as a filter, if this were true, does my own experience bear this out? And I found that the answer in almost every case, when I ran that filter through in all the things with Think and Grow Rich, it was true. And I said, well, let me think about all the people I know and all of the experiences that I've seen them, that I've witnessed in their lives. If I use this filter, if this is true, does it bear out all of the time? And sure enough, every single case. And I said, okay, 
let's think about this. What if I operate under the assumption that this is true, not only in every experience that I've ever had and what I've ever witnessed in everyone else, but that I can also rely on it every single time moving forward. What would life look like? What actions would I take if this were true? And I began to take those actions as if it were true in a means of testing of whether or not it's true. And every principle I've ever done that with in the book, Think and Grow Rich, bore fruits. I have not yet been able to find any conflict of my experience with the authentic testing of those universal principles. So, I share all of that to say that here I am confronted with a book that purports to be an authentic nonfiction book, but if you were to read the Wikipedia article, you would see that mm, there's some question to its validity as, as being nonfiction. So, but here's what I will tell you. The same thing is happening in this book for me that happened when I was reading Think and Grow Rich. As I'm reading a statement, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to highlight that. Oh my goodness, I have to highlight that. Oh my gosh, I have to highlight that. Not only am I highlighting it, but there are so many different statements that like words of wisdom that are written in this book that are attributed to Don Juan, this Don Juan Mattis of Sonora, Mexico, this Yaqui Indian wise man. He's teaching Carlos Castaneda, and they're having these conversations that are dialogued, and 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 I I just hear so much wisdom that rings true. Now, again, maybe there was no Don Juan that said this, but Carlos Castaneda is certainly coming up with this wisdom that is being shared and being attributed to his Don Juan teacher guide here. And as I read it, I'm like, wow, this is profound, and it rings true. If this is true, what is being stated here, yes, I can see how this this tells me why so many things have worked for me in my journey through life, and this also helps me understand why some things didn't work out when I, when I chose to stick with something beyond when I should have, and it's also something I can think about what I'm witnessing in the lives of so many other people where people are struggling. Wow, this rings to be true. There's just some inner knowing, some intuitive wisdom inside of me that says, yeah, and I'm getting that a lot from this book. Again, read this book at your own risk. I've made all of the disclosures, but what I want to share with you is one bit of dialogue. Now that I've gotten all of this out of the way, at the beginning of this episode, right as you hit play, you heard me ask, have you ever asked yourself the question, am I on the right path in life? Have you ever wondered, is there a way to know whether or not you're on the right path? Now, first, let me speak to what I mean by path. When I think about a path, I think about a path in life. And a path in life is, it it can be in different areas. Like 
Am I on the right path in my career? Am I in the right path with my business model? Am I in the right path with my pursuit of a deeper connection with God? Am I on the right path of how I want to go about my health and physical fitness? Am I on the right, there's a lot of paths, there's a lot of different ways that that we can talk about this. But in this episode, just consider the fact that for this particular podcast, I'm going to be thinking about are we on the right path in life when it comes to the work that we do in this world? Now, if that is not an issue for you, but you are questioning about, you know, am I on the right path in some other area of life? Certainly, everything that I'm about ready to say, you'll be able to find a way to make it resonate with what path you are you're discerning for yourself. But I wanna share with you this dialogue. And so this is a conversation in the book that is supposed to be between Don Juan and Castaneda. Now, Don Juan, again, is the man of wisdom who is teaching Castaneda the wisdom of his culture. Here is that dialogue, and pretty much it starts off with Don Juan sharing. I'm going to read the entire dialogue and then I'm going to come back and give some commentary. So how, do, how about the right path? How will I know? Here's, here's what Don Juan says. He says, anything is one of a million paths. Therefore, you must always keep in mind that a path is only a path. If you feel You should not follow it. You must not stay with it under any circumstances. To have such clarity, you must lead a disciplined life. Only then will you know that any path is only a path and there is no affront to oneself or to others in dropping it if that is what your heart tells you to do. Your decision to keep on the path or to leave it must be free of fear or ambition. I warn you, look at every path closely and deliberately. Try it as many times as you think necessary. Then ask yourself and yourself alone one question. This question is one that only wise men ask. Does this path have a heart? All paths are the same. They lead nowhere. In my own life, I could say I have traversed long, long paths, but I am nowhere. Does this path have a heart? If it does, the path is good. If it doesn't, it is of no use. Both paths lead nowhere, but one has a heart and the other doesn't. One makes for a joyful journey as long as you follow it and you are one with it. The other will make you curse your life. One makes you strong, the other weakens you. Now, Carlos asked this question, but how do I know when a path has no heart? And then Don Juan responds, before you embark on any path, ask the question, Does this path have a heart? If the answer is no, you will know it, and then you must choose another path. And then Castaneda says, but how will I know for sure whether a path has a heart or not? And Don Juan says, anyone would know that. 
The trouble is nobody asked the question. And when a man finally realizes that he's taken a path without heart, the path is ready to kill him. At that point, very few men can stop to deliberate and leave the path. Castaneda asks, how should I proceed to ask the question properly? (laughs) Don Juan says, just ask it. And then Castaneda says, I mean, is there a proper method so that I would not lie to myself and believe that the answer is yes when it is really no? (laughs) Don Juan says, why would you lie? Castaneda says, perhaps because at the moment the path is pleasant and enjoyable. Don Juan says, that is nonsense. A path without a heart is never enjoyable. You have to work hard even to take it. On the other hand, a path with a heart is easy. It does not make you work at liking it. So that's the dialogue. And boy, did this stand out to me, along with a ton of other quotes. By the time I'm finished with this book, I'll have hundreds of quotes, I'm sure, highlighted out of this. But this dialogue right here really spoke as being true to me. And it's one that I wanted to share with you because I didn't have this language before, but this is my journey. Now, for those of you who have been following my journey for many, many years, all the way back when I was an insurance agent, that insurance agent path had a heart. There was a time when I enjoyed that work. But when I started podcasting and I saw that there was another path that was available to me, it became clear that I had a heart for that new path and my heart for the path that I was on went away so that only the path of creating content, building relationships, having deep, meaningful, profound impact in the lives of other people through the content that I was creating, the conversations I was having with people, the coaching that I was able to do, that became the path that I knew had a heart. And while my insurance career for more than a decade had a heart, it ceased to have a heart. And I knew that I could no longer pursue insurance. I had to pursue the work that I then did when I started my own business in 2008. And many of you knew that I tried a bunch of different ways to monetize all of the content that I was creating and all the things that I was doing. And it seemed like a path that had a heart for me and a path that seemed to be the easiest and allowed me to tap into a lot of what I wanted to do and get paid well to do it was podcast consulting. And that path had a heart for many years. I did some incredible things as the podcast answer man. But not surprisingly to me now, after about a decade, I had realized that, wait a second, there's something more. This path that I'm on, it served me well. I had a heart for it, but I'm recognizing now that that my heart for this path of podcast coaching and consulting has gone away. I just don't have a heart for this anymore. I don't like this. I feel like I'm supposed to do something bigger and more impactful and more profound than what I'm doing right now. And I think it has a lot to do with these conversations I'm having with people that aren't the technical issues of what cable do I need, what equipment and stuff like that. The path that had a heart for me was to simply 
have conversations that were about the most important things in life, about dreams and goals, about turning thoughts of, of how we feel life ought to be into reality, to help people believe that it's possible to break free from limiting beliefs that says they can't do this, that they shouldn't do this, help them learn where those limiting beliefs came from. I, this was the path for me. I knew it because I had the ability to tap into it a few times a month, every month, as the podcast answer man, but I began to wonder, it's like, wow, it, it seems to me some people are coming back to me over and over again, and they're signing up for my podcasting A to Z course, paying $2,000, and they're not asking me podcast questions. They're coming back as a second and a third time through this course, and they're asking me questions about mindset, business, life, things that really I love most talking about. And then I read The Big Leap, learned about this thing called Zone of Genius, and I'm like, ah, the path that has a heart for me now in this season of life is operating inside of my zone of genius, doing that thing that I feel I'm uniquely put on this earth to do. I've discovered my mission. I've discovered my purpose. This is that thing. This is the path that has a heart. And I once again made that transition. So that's how I think about this. And of course, I've got other details and lots of other areas of life where I've, I've went from one path to another path to another path. And this has rung true. This dialogue between Don Juan and Castaneda has rung true in all of my evaluation of my past experiences and in all of the experiences I'm witnessing in all the lives of people that I've done life with through almost 50 years on this planet now. So I want to break this down a little bit line by line. So the first line here, anything is one of a million paths. You know, a lot of people come to me and they say, Cliff, you know, I'm trying to make a decision. Should I do this or should I do that? And the answer is, well, it, it's not what you should do. It's what do you want to do? That Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. What does your heart say? What what makes you feel alive? And they're like, well, you don't get this, Cliff. I, you don't, you know, I can't do this. I, I got to find a way to make money. It's like, okay. But is it possible for you to find a path beyond what you're currently looking at? Because there is, well, gosh, there's the thing that I would love to do, but it would never make me money, so it's not an option. So I have to choose this or this, and at least it gives me this. And it's like, but do you have a heart? Does it have a heart? And and I never used this language before, but in essence, in my dialogue with people, this is exactly what I'd been getting them. Does this make you feel alive? Does this light you up? Is this something that's going to make you eager to get out of bed every morning before your alarm goes off? You wake up about 10, 20 minutes early and you're like, oh my gosh, I get an extra 20 minutes today to go, go do this thing I'm about ready to do. Does this path do that for you? And shockingly, there's a lot of people who just don't have that path. They, they are not on a path that has a heart. And so therefore, they're struggling with the snooze button. They're struggling to get their other priorities in life in. They're, they're struggling to make ends meet financially. They're struggling with a lot of stress and they feel overwhelmed and everything is so difficult and challenging. But 
first and foremost is to know that there's millions of paths to choose from, and any path that you're considering is just one of a million paths. And he says, therefore, you must always keep in mind that a path that you are considering is only a path. That's it. It's only a path. Now, he says, if you feel you should not follow it, you must not stay with it under any conditions. Now, that's a pretty bold statement. And and it I, I got to tell you that there have been a number of times when I've been on a path like, for example, with insurance, and I realized, ooh, I don't know that I should follow this much longer because I see this other path that's calling me, that has a heart. And I stayed with it for a period of time because I felt like I needed to create a financial plan of transition. Now, he says here, you must not stay with it under any condition. He doesn't say that you must leave it immediately, he just he says you must not stay with it and I, th- I the way I'm going to interpret this is you must not consider the fact that I need to be resigned to the fact that this is my lot in life this is just how it's going to be you must not stay with this path for your life you must not feel backed into this corner for the rest of your life don't don't wait another 5 to 10 years create a plan Create a 90-day plan, create a six-month plan, create a 12-month plan, create an 18-month plan, but stop with the five to 10 years down the road maybe plan. That's No, you must not stay with it that long under any condition. That's how I interpret this. Now, when I started my business full-time self-employed in January 2008, I was not the most self-disciplined person. And yet I did at least have the discipline to know that I needed to leave the path of insurance agent. I knew that I needed to leave the path of family business. I knew that I needed to pursue the path that that, that had this heart that was calling my name that made me so excited that that felt like it was more in alignment with who I'm supposed to be in this world. I had a dis- enough discipline to make that decision, but I still had a lot of lack of self-discipline in so many areas. And also, what if I choose to do this new thing and some of the people that I respect and love feel like that's the wrong thing for me? What if they begin to confront me and suggest that I'm making a big mistake and, and stuff like that? If you cannot have the self-discipline or a disciplined life to where you're able to control your emotional state, that your emotional state is not dependent upon what, whether or not other people uh, validate your beliefs, whether they validate your path or decisions, are you able to have a disciplined life where you have self-mastery of your mind and emotions? Now, I did not have that when I started. Thankfully, my parents were on board with my decision to leave the family business and were very supportive of me creating and going my own way. Thankfully, my wife was supportive. And pretty much everyone else around me was very supportive, except for one guy further down the road. But by then, I had surrounded myself with so many people that did support me that gave me the courage to continue to move on. However, I will tell you that in those early days, 
I was not living a disciplined life. I did not have self-mastery. I did not have mastery over my mind and my emotions. And so there was this one time when this guy heard about how difficult things were financially for me in that first year. And he said, okay, Cliff, that's it. I can't support you anymore in this decision. You know, I highly recommend that you just pack it in and pack it up and go back to mom and dad and get your, your job as an insurance agent back. I can't in good conscience support you anymore. Now, he certainly spoke into and triggered a lot of my own internal dialogue of fears and doubt and worry and anxiety and stuff like that. Had it not been for the other people who were in my mastermind at the time, I probably would have I would have given up because I did not have the discipline of going against what other people thought. It just so happened to be that his feedback was seen by about nine other people in my life and all of them said, you need to get that guy out of your life. Cliff, you're on the right path. But you see, I needed other people to validate it in 2008. And that was a problem. Now, thankfully... God just so happened to surround me with the right people at the right time in spite of my lack of disciplined living, my lack of discipline and self-mastery of my mind and my emotions. Now, I will tell you that I have since mastered my mind and my emotions. I'm not perfect. I have my my triggers still that I but I have strategies, techniques that have never failed. And what used to take me 2 weeks of, you know, deep depression or anxiety, fear, lack of self-confidence, usually I can get that down to on average about 2 to 5 minutes, somewhere maybe 10 minutes. And recently in the past year, I had one situation happened and I think it lasted two days. And then I finally said, okay, I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> let's, let's work this thing out. And I did and it's all fine. But this self-discipline of mastering your mind and emotion is possible. And he says, to have such clarity, you must lead a disciplined life. He says, only then with this disciplined life, with your ability to control your thoughts, with your ability to control your emotions, only then will you actually know that one path to choose is only one of many and that it is no affront to you. It is no offense. It's it's not going to be an affront to you and it's not going to be an affront to others if you drop the path you're on if that's what your heart tells you to do. Now, this is where this came up for me. When I was thinking about leaving Podcast Answer Man and pursuing Mindset Answer Man, and completely shutting down 100% of all streams of income related to podcast coaching and consulting. There was one person who was missing from the mastermind group at that time, but my green room mastermind, the other four guys in the group, I was in my hot seat and I told them, I want to do this. And they all said, Cliff, don't shut down your business. Whatever you do, that'll be that's the biggest mistake you could make. Let's tell you all the reasons. For an hour, they went on and made every single reason why I should keep this these streams of income rolling. I should hire a team of people to handle support tickets. I should help, you know, hire people to do this. I should have a self-study course and blah, blah, blah. And and now what they had is in from their perspective. From their perception, they had my best interests in mind. But what they didn't know was my heart. And so, actually, I I did consider 
changing my my plans for my very first ever next level workshop, which which was going to be building an online business. I was gonna teach this workshop on how to successfully build an online business based upon my experience and what I've seen work for so many people. I was gonna teach that over a day and a half. And I was concerned, well, people will know me for this. People know me as the podcast answer man. They said, well, why don't you do a podcast next level upgraded, you know, you know, how to take your podcasting to the next level course. And I started to pursue that. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like I couldn't get myself to create the sales page. I couldn't get myself to outline any topics. I couldn't get myself to write an email to tell anybody about it. I had no heart for that path any longer. It wasn't in me. And so, thankfully, I had the ability, in spite of my the, the most influential people in my life, or at least four of the most influential people in my life, people I respect most on this earth, all of them said that I'd be crazy if I were to shut down 100% of my income streams related to podcasting and just dump it all and start over as the mindset answer man. But that's the path that had a heart for me. And in spite of what they said, I had the disciplined life that knows this is not going to be an affront to myself. This is not going to be a front an affront to these four guys if I don't take their advice. In fact, it is exactly what my heart is telling me to do. So to have such clarity, you must have the ability to control what you think and how you feel. Only then will you know that any path is just a path and it's not an affront to yourself or to others if dropping any path, if that's what your heart tells you to do. Okay, your decision to keep on the path or to leave it must be free of fear or ambition. Now, I gotta tell you, this right here is so important, such a vital statement. Your decision to keep on the path or to leave it must be free of fear or ambition. How do you actually make a decision without having fear in the equation or without having some ambition of what I need to achieve, all right? And I promise you, it is possible. It is absolutely possible, and it would require an entirely different podcast on a topic completely outside of this, but for you to be able to make a decision on a path and choose a path, he recommends that when you make this decision, whether you stay on a path or leave a path, make sure that you're making that decision free of fear and free of ambition. By the way, if you're unaware of how to do that, feel free to reach out to me. I'm available for one-on-one coaching. If you're a business owner or becoming a business owner, I've got the Next Level Mastermind. Lots of other ways for you to reach out to me. I'd love to have that discussion with you. Next line, I warn you, look at every path closely and deliberately. Evaluate your plans. Take some time to really think about this. Dream, what would life look like if I did this. What would look like life look like if I stay on this path? I love this this next line. Try it as many times as you think necessary. You can try a path, and that's the great news. I could always come back to the podcast answer man path. I could always go back and create an, a self-study course for podcasting. I could always go back and, and hire a support team to answer support tickets. I could hire people to create tutorial videos for me. I could hire somebody to market all of that. I can go back and try that again anytime I want. 
So try any path that you want as many times as you think is necessary. Again, follow your heart. And he says, then ask yourself and yourself alone one question. That question is only a question that a wise person asks. Does this path have a heart? He says, ask yourself alone. I love the, there's a quote in the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament of the Bible, and it says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And I have lived my life by seeking the advice of other people, my peers and advisors, mentors, and I like to get other people's opinions. And in fact, I typically have in my mind what path I'm getting ready to pivot to, and I like to get some feedback and we'll say, what do you think about this? And, I, and, and the cool thing is, is if I can be talked out of this new path, out of a single conversation or a handful of conversations, then I, I, maybe I've avoided some, you know, some things. Except that if it's talking me out, of, if, if, if they're trying to talk me out of something that I know my heart is telling me to pursue. But usually if my heart is telling me to pursue it, I know it. And so it's still good to have this this dialogue. Even those who disagree with it with my direction, they may bring up some things that are blind spots that I hadn't thought of. Now I'm still going to take this direction, but I wouldn't have but now all of a sudden it's like, wow, I've I've avoided a couple landmines or obstacles along the path that I hadn't thought of previously. I'm glad I sought this advice. See, plans fail for lack of counsel but with many advisors, they succeed. It does not say that plans fail because you don't follow the advice of all of your advisors. It just says that plans fail because you fail to go get advice from many advisors. When you got advice from many advisors, you got multiple different perceptions. You got multiple different perspectives. You got multiple different people asking, have you thought about this? And you got a clearer picture and you've got a better plan. You may or may not follow their advice, but at least you have advice. So I like that. And of course, there is some wisdom on who do you ask for advice, and that's another podcast for another time. But the question is, does this path have a heart? Is your heart in this? Is your heart tied to this? Is is your heart calling you? Are you magnetically pulled to this path? Are you Are you pulled out of bed in the morning to do this path? That's usually the indicator for me. Am I pulled out of bed? Do I wake up before the alarm goes off, eager to jump out of bed and start my day? And I'm delighted to say that's that's my experience of life today is, is I jump out of bed. I set my alarm for 6 a.m. every morning, and I'm usually up somewhere between 5.35 and 5.45. And as soon as I see that it's past 5 o'clock, boom, feet on the floor, let's go. Now, this next line, I don't want to go into in depth here, but again, if we were ever in a one-on-one conversation, you could ask me to go into depth on this one if you're, if you're interested in the dialogue. But the, the, the next line is, all paths are the same, they lead nowhere. All paths are the same, they lead nowhere. Now, there is so much wisdom in that one line And it makes so much sense with everything I've learned about my own experience, about what life is all about, where we're all going, where we all came from, all this other stuff. And I absolutely wholeheartedly agree that all paths are the same and they lead nowhere. 
And that is not some kind of um, nihilistic or whatever. You know, it's like it doesn't matter. It definitely matters. All right. But that's that's pretty much all I'm going to say is there's so much more wisdom there, but it's not the focus of this topic. The focus of this podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up here in just a moment, but does this path have a heart? If it does, the path is good. If it doesn't, it's of no use to you. And, and that's real. it's of no use to you. It's of no use to you for you to continue on a path that does not have a heart, that doesn't magnetically pull you, compel you. Both paths, no matter what path you're looking at, lead nowhere, but one has a heart and the other doesn't, and it's best to live fully alive. I think it was St. Ignatius who once said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Don Juan says, one makes for a joyful journey as long as you follow it and you're one with it. It's a part of who you are. The other path is not going to be a joyful journey. And says he says, in fact, he says, the other path will make you curse your life. I remember, I didn't use that language, but I used to say, wow, this is becoming soul-sucking. One makes you strong, the other weakens you. Are you weakened by the path that you are on, or does it make you strong and stronger each day? All right. Now, there was like the, the questions about how do you know? Just ask. Seriously, anyone's going to, you're going to know the answer. So I'm going to ask you, is the path that you're on right now in life, does it have a heart? Is your heart in it? Is there another path that's been calling your name? Is there something else that you know you're meant to do, but you're afraid to do it? You're afraid of what other people will say. You're afraid of this, all of this other stuff. You lack the discipline uh, and self-mastery of your thoughts and minds to overcome all of that. If you would like help jumping into the path that has a heart, I would love to help you. Are you on a path that has a heart? And if you are hearing my voice and you are not on a path that lights you up, that makes you feel alive, if you are not living your life fully alive, if you are overburdened, overobligated, overwhelmed, stressed out, filled with anxiety because of all of the demands of your life from a path that is going to kill you, reach out to me. He says this. He says, listen, the trouble is that most people don't even ask the question if the path that they're on has a heart. When they finally realize that they have traveled so far down a path without a heart, that path is ready to kill them. And at that point, it's very sad, but Don Juan said, very few men at that point can stop to deliberate and then leave that path. Have you had a struggle transitioning from the path without a heart that you've been on for so long and jumping onto the path that has a heart, the path that you know you're called to go down? That's my question. Does the path that you're on have a heart? If you'd like to have a conversation with me about this, head over to MindsetAnswerMan.com or cliffravenscraft.com. They go to the same place, whatever is easiest for you to say or type in, remember, whatever, mindsetanswerman.com or cliffravenscraft.com. Click the work with me 
tab on the website and look for one-on-one coaching or the Next Level Mastermind. Fill out an application today. If I read your application and I feel like you're a good fit for the type of coaching that I do, I will reach out to you and I will offer you a free, complimentary, 90-minute, one-on-one conversation about this topic or any topic you want to talk about. No strings attached, my gift to you, and no expectation and no obligation that you'll ever become a paid client. That's how serious I am about helping you make sure that you are on a path that has a heart. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and